The following podcast is a Dear Media production. We had the Clear Stem founders on the podcast twice because they just give so much info when it comes to clean clinical skincare. They're all about acne and aging and acne products that don't dry and damage the skin and cause premature aging like most products do. So you should know that acne products actually dry and damage the skin, which cause premature aging. We talked about this with them on the podcast. And then we also learned that a lot of anti-aging products keep breaking everyone out because they use all these fillers. So the founders of Clear Stem are in their 30s and they're extremely acne prone. So they decided to create a non-toxic line that targets acne and wrinkles together. This is genius. One of the founders is known as the acne guru. She knows her shit when it comes to acne. And the other is a published nutritionist. And together they've created these award-winning products that are not going to break you out. I am not super acne prone. So these two episodes, I learned so much about acne. And I think if you do tend to get pimples or blackheads or whiteheads or acne easily, it's really important to really investigate what is in your products. And if you do, I feel like ClearStem is just such a nice way to know that you're going to get the anti-acne products that are non-toxic. We have a code for you, of course. If I were to pick something on the website, I always tell you this, I would pick their mineral brush sunscreen. I love it to reapply over my makeup. I don't fuck around when it comes to sunscreen. You can use code SKINNY2 for 20% off your first order. Like I said, SKINNY2 for 20% off your first purchase at clearstemskincare.com. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Uh I missed out on a lot of that high school stuff that I would have been involved in. And I was always given the out to, you know, go back to normal life in Connecticut, but I always chose this route and this career, even though I knew what goes into it. And sometimes that's a lot. It's just a continual change. Every time you feel like, okay, we got this, the team's in place, we're good. I don't know if we'll ever be situated because things change. Look at that. Happy Halloween. We have a fun episode for you today. We have Charlie D'Amelio and Heidi D'Amelio on the podcast. Charlie is a digital superstar. You guys, she is the queen of TikTok. I'm not even joking. She was named by the New York Times as the queen of TikTok. She was the first ever on the platform to hit 100 million followers. She also has a fragrance line and she gifted it to me. And I have to tell you, Michael's been following me around. It smells so good. It's on my vanity. It's absolutely adorable. It's called Born Dreamer. And we have a giveaway at the end of this episode. And then we have her mom, Heidi. You guys have probably seen both of them on their Hulu show. It is called The D'Amelio Show. I watched the entire docuseries before this interview. And the show is really cool because it's very real. They're crying. They're showing behind the scenes. They're showing what it actually takes to live this crazy life. They're also both on Dancing with the Stars season 31. And we talk all about that. We get into how it feels to go from having a normal life to this crazy life that they're living now. We talk about her show, her perfume, relationships now. We go all over the place. And of course, all things TikTok. So on that note, let's get right into it with Charlie and Heidi D'Amelio. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. 
Okay, so we've got a lot going on. I'm wearing Lonely Ghost, which Charlie says she loves. I do. And I just gifted her an ice roller, which you guys, she just told me, and I'll let you explain it more, that you like dunking your face in ice. Yes. I I try to do it every morning. It makes me feel like I don't feel ready unless I do that. I'm, I just, I can't. I like feel so weird leaving my house if I don't. I just, something's missing. Especially with Dancing with the Stars, this grueling rehearsal, I feel like you need ice on your face. Yeah. And they see you from every angle. And I wake up because my allergies get so bad. My eyes are like so swollen in the morning. How are you guys managing <laughs> everything that has happened to you? Because this is, I was watching your show to do research. And also, I like love the show. But mm. it's, it's a lot. Don't say just for research. You're, you're, no, you're in I'm there. watching it in bed, like relaxing with a face mask on. It's an amazing show. But I'm also watching it for research for this. You guys have a lot going on. How are you managing all this? Are you managing this? I mean, I think we have different takes on it, probably. Obviously, she has a different set of things that she's doing than I do. So I can she can speak to her own thing. But for me, I have the things that I'm doing, but I'm also still a mom and a wife. And we're both managing a lot in different ways. I want to ask you about that because we have two young children. We have a three-month-old and a three-year-old, almost a three-year-old. And as a parent to raise your child for as long as you have, and then all of a sudden have this whole world change. How has that been? You know, in a weird way, a lot of it just feels normal because I think if it were just one of the girls and then the three, the rest of us would have been like, oh, wow, this is, you know, obviously supportive and, but we wouldn't feel it like we do all going through it together. Because you're all in it. So we're all in it. And I feel like when we're all together, it just feels like it always felt like, you know, Charlie has the things that she does. Like if she spills, she doesn't react. I've, Dix- been, I've been doing better. What no, do you actually, mean? that's a lie. No, she hasn't. But like, that's Charlie. She's always done that. And Dixie and I are like, get the paper towels, get the Charlie, do something. You know, She's it's more like- relaxed. But I don't know what it is about that. She's done that her whole life. Dixie has her things. Like I have my things. So... Mark has his thing. So in that sense, it just feels very much the same. And then we have all this other stuff. So I think because it feels so much like home and us and as we have always been as a family, the other stuff is much easier to to sort of go through together. How are you guys not letting L.A. penetrate your unit because I'm from San Diego and when I moved up to LA it can be a lot there's a lot of good things about LA but it's also sometimes a lot of opportunist and people grabbing you is it overwhelming or are you just trying to stay true to yourself with each other not making myself feel like I need to be involved you know I feel like that's something that was really hard for me to understand at first because obviously you want to be at all of this cool stuff But I feel like being able to take a step back and really prioritize, you know, your work, yourself and everything around that has been super important. And also it helps having my family out here because it kind of feels like we're back in Connecticut, but just in a different place. Like it's not like our, well, I guess our entire lives have changed, but it doesn't feel that way. 
When did you start to see your life on TikTok when you were in Connecticut change? Like, was there one video that was an epiphany or was it a slow build? It wasn't. It was one video that kind of was like the domino effect for the next video and the next video and then started to come out to LA and then started to do this more as a job and, you know, working with brands and partners and all that stuff kind of happened fairly quickly. So it's all kind of a blur. But that whole year of my life, what was it, my sophomore year of high school was kind of where everything happened. That was what, 2019. So how were the people in school when all of this happened to you? Were they supportive? Because I've heard both ways. Probably the least supportive supportive was my sister (laughs) (laughs) because I was the younger sister posting dancing videos on the internet and like I get it that's kind of embarrassing for her what's the age difference we're two years eight months not that far off but I also feel like at the time everybody was watching videos on TikTok but no one was admitting it and so it was like oh it was cringy to be on TikTok but then, Which is what she was doing. Yeah, but but everybody was on started. it and watching it. Yeah. Everyone started posting. And and then I kind of left school. I left school right in the middle of, the, not even the middle of the year. So when, when you see this going on, and you can obviously recognize like there's some, some massive attention going on. Do you, do you immediately say like, okay, like we got to start thinking about how this is going to affect her life? Or do you, or you kind of like, let's just see how this plays out? Well, I mean, Mark and I are pretty savvy with social media and using it as business and 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 how to grow and so we recognize that this shift is major and it's happening and how to make sure she's okay does she still want to do this how far do you want to take it that kind of thing and so you know what happened was people were starting to reach out they wanted to manage her this and that and so we were just very very cautious and said no to a lot of things as a family because kind of thinking bigger picture just nervous to get into a brand deal that might not work down the road it might you know we didn't know enough about that business knew about business but not that business so we were just very slow to it i think the first thing we did was got we got a manager and then an entertainment attorney (laughs) one thing i really respect about what you guys are doing is on the show you are it's almost like you have strategists that you sit down with and you're going over presentations and it seems like you're very organized and you're thinking about the future from what from what I saw how are you implementing that team like how did you guys get the team that is taking it to the next level I feel like from the beginning as things grew things didn't feel good because the growth was so fast. Well, and then we'd have to adjust. And yeah. that's what was hard, the adjustment. What would end up happening would be I would, you know, complain as a daughter does to my parents. And I'd talk to my team and then my dad would get tired of me hear, saying the same thing a million times and be like, okay, well then let's fix it. And he would kind of go and make sure that all of the right pieces of the puzzle were in place in order for our lives to run smoothly. And I feel like that's a very nice thing to have. I feel bad because he does it a lot, but he's always kind of there to fix everything and make sure that our lives are running smoothly because at the end of the day, I feel like that's the most important part of all of this. But he was able to kind of find 
all of those people to help us in our lives and, you know, in turn kind of be, he doesn't want to be a manager or in charge of what we do whatsoever, but he is always there to help, which is really nice. And I can always look for at him to kind of help me direct my life when I'm struggling with my work stuff. I, and also, I think what we realized is it's never going as the growth is happening and change and they're getting older and wanting to do different things like it's just a continual change. Every time you feel like, OK, we got this. The team's in place. We're good. Things change. And then we have to add or move or change and, and adjust with it. I think that's been the hardest thing is to realize we're not going to I don't know if we'll ever be situated because it's just you know, you have two young girls. So they're evolving as young women. And so as that happens, everything around has to kind of shift and adjust with it. And so Mark would love for things to be like situated, like in his business, he has a whole other job. He's situated. He has his team. He has, he knows what he's doing. He has his accounts. This is not like that. Because like when there's a problem, he wants to fix yeah, it. Yeah, right He's away. The but it's not always that easy. <laughs> Sounds familiar. So I understand. You know, I was, I'm just thinking about you. So Lauren and I have been around this landscape for a while and we've been able to kind of control our growth. And also when, when all this stuff kind of came out, we were, you know, adults, right? So like we could kind of navigate and same, same with you. And I, I wonder, you know, if there's a part of you, you've been thrown into this so fast and you guys are still so young. If sometimes you're like, oh, like I kind of just want to like, be like my normal, not to say normal, but you know what I'm saying? Like, because it's a lot. I mean, probably at this point, you every time you go out, there's some kind of thing, there's some kind of action. Like, you got to kind of be thoughtful about it. And do you ever miss just being like, hey, I just want to have like a normal life? I actually talked about this during an interview today for Dancing with the Stars because we were talking about like prom and high school. And it really made me think for the first time. I, I missed out on a lot of that high school stuff that I would have been involved in. And I was always given the out to, you know, go back to normal life in Connecticut. But I always chose this route and this career, even though I knew what goes into it. And sometimes that's a lot. But thinking back on some things, I'm like, oh, it, it would have been nice to, you know, be a part of that. I did get to you know, I did get to go to my senior prom. Like that was something that was really important to me. And I got to do that with my class and all my friends. And that was really nice. But, you know, like going back and getting to go to a house party is like fun for me. And I just had the time of my life. But then now they're all off in college and I'm like meeting all their roommates on FaceTime. And it's a little sad that I'm like not there with them. But I also get to do all this cool stuff. So it's like I have to really balance it out. And I did make the decision on my own. I knew exactly what the give and take would be with my career versus my life. And I feel like I made the right decision. Yeah, I mean, listen, what you're building, what you have built is incredible. But I just wonder if there's a part of you sometimes that looks at that kind of stuff like, oh, like that would be. I mean, you can't go back. What you're doing, <laughs> you can't let something like this go. And there's so much momentum and so many amazing things happening. But I just wonder if you think about that stuff. Because to a degree, like we all, before all this kind of came about, had this, we, you know, I was in college, I was in a fraternity, like we went to the house parties, we did all this stuff. And so now I'm like, okay, we can contextualize a lot of the other stuff because we were able to kind of have that kind of normal period of time. I, I feel like it was, it was a little tough for us as parents because Mark and I, just because we have life experience, 
in the moment at 15, she was like, I want to go. Let's all, you know, let's go to LA. I want to do this. This is all I want to do. Actually, prior to any of this social media stuff, she wanted to do online school and just train as a dancer. So that was conversations that had been going on for years. And we just having life experience knew that missing out on all of that stuff is, you know, she would have regrets. And so we wanted to protect that. And no, you have to stay in school. And then all of this happened and she blew up on social media and she's more than ever. I want to do this. This is all I want to do. Mark was big on you're going to have regrets of missing out on high school and all those experiences. And I'm kind of like a little bit championing for her like but this is such a great opportunity. This is really what she's feeling. And then he, on his side, he's like, but she doesn't even know what she's going to miss out on. We know what she's going to miss out on. So I was kind of like stuck in the middle. She would be in one ear and he'd be in the other. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. So we just kind of, then COVID happened. Everybody's in online school and we moved here during COVID. So I mean, if it was going to happen, because I, I also think about that, you know, I can't imagine being in school during COVID times, right? Like that sounds like just for everybody that was in school, it sounds kind of like a kind of a waste of being in college, right? Well, I mean, I was doing online school at the time. Yeah, so it she was, was already. Yeah. I, I was doing both, which was, you know, its own thing. But I mean, definitely the tail end of like senior year, there was a lot of times where I was like, oh, I kind of wish I was there. But I also love my life now and it is as as fun as that is my life is also really fun just in different ways did you always know your daughters were going to be stars like when you look back when they were born are you like did you know be honest there has been many times since both girls Dixie and Charlie were very little that people ha would say when we were out and about they're like they're stars like there's they have that it factor like just random people because you know Dixie was in theater and singing, but she was also a nationally ranked BMX racer and she was doing break dance. And, you know, she had this spark and this like personality and just people gravitated towards her. And then Charlie would dance and just would, would be, you know, anytime there was music, she was just doing her thing and just all throughout their life, I would hear that. And, you know, we were just like, whatever they want to do, we'll, we'll support them. And literally anything they would want to try, we would like, all right, let's do it. Your sister on the show is really open about her anxiety, which I think is so amazing. I feel we need to like talk about it more because just normalizing it. How do you support her and how do you support her as a mom when she's going through feeling anxious? I think for us, I'm probably not the best person we don't really talk too much about our feelings. That's like kind of our, our thing. You and your sister? Yeah. But she she's definitely helped me through a lot of tough times. And, you know, I always try to be there for her as well. She's a little bit more closed off than I am when it comes to emotions. So I try my <laughs> best, but she's a little tough sometimes to really know exactly when she's going through something. And how to react. Yeah. Because you would want to react one way of like scooping her in and let's do this. Like kind of the way when Charlie is going through that, I kind of know what to do and I, I let her lead that. Dixie, it's, I have no idea. Like I, I'm trying to take her lead. She wants, but she doesn't want. Come in, don't come in. So it's a little bit harder with her. Is she a Gemini? 
She's a Leo. She's a Leo. Okay. Yeah. She's a little Gemini. I like it. I, she probably has like a moon in Gemini. Yeah, I never I'm know sure. what I'm getting in the morning. I just look over and say, I wonder who's here today. Do you guys right. ever set parameters around your phone? Like for me, I, for my own mental health, what I've realized being in this career is I have to spend two hours in the morning off my phone because if I wake up looking at my phone, I'll, it'll just spiral my day. Do you have any parameters? Like, will you get off on a Sunday and just throw it in the gutter? I won't get off my phone, but I will not look at anything about me. Like when I know something's coming out and I'm like, I don't want to see anything about this. I just won't look at it. Like the comments. Yeah, like comments, videos, tweets. I'll just not go there. That's but the move. My I dad can... told me, he's like, don't read your own press clippings because it's good or bad. Because once you get sucked in, you can't get out. I yeah. think that's the move. I think that's the smartest thing to do. Just not even to look at it. Yeah. So I just, I'd rather like, but I still like to use my phone just to do whatever, just scroll about other things that aren't myself. And what about you, Heidi? Are you having parameters around your phone? I mean, not consciously like, oh, I'm not going to use my phone right now. I just happens throughout the day where Mark and I are hanging out and spending time and we're just not on our phones. So it happens just naturally. I think, too, because they've had phones forever, like the majority of their life. Yeah. So for us, we knew normal life before social media. Well, I had a pager, yeah. <laughs> I have like a, yeah. I mean, there was a, Lauren and I used to page each other, not to date us too much, but... He way, used way to page early. me 143 when we were in seventh grade. Like, I love you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we couldn't text. That's true. That's so on, a, on those little Motorola pagers. Those are vintage. But it's something I go back and forth with now because I look at it. So I think what you guys have done such an incredible job as parents of is you've really created a space where it sounds like your kids feel like they could, you know, come to you for anything, do anything. They're they taking, you know, I don't want to take advantage, but they can look at these platforms and say, okay, we can actually use these to build a business. So many parents, especially in that era, like, hey, get off your phone. Don't do this. Don't, and I think it's at the detriment of a lot of kids because they grow up and this is now all the world that we live in. But at the same time, the back and forth for me is like, how much time do you want them to be in that world compared to like the world without a phone? And how do you have a healthy balance? Because there's a lot of great, obviously, human interaction that takes place outside of this that I feel like a lot of people miss out on if they get too stuck into this thing. Well, as parents, what they were always involved Dixie was in theater and sports and Charlie was in dance and she could walk. And, you know, she did. We pushed her to do other things. She did basketball. She wanted she would say, I want to try basketball. And we would sign her up and she would be like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. And I'm like, no, 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 you're doing it because we already paid for it and ice skating and dive and all these other things. So they had other things they were doing. Their chores had to be done before they could get their phone. If they were, you know, had their phone or on the computer and their chores weren't done, like you have to shut it down till it's done. So things would get done a lot quicker that way. So they had their life and they knew like she knew when she was in dance, she, could, she couldn't have her phone. She wouldn't do that. She wouldn't be disrespectful to the teacher. It was just like part of how it was. I feel like when you're busy, you use your phone when it's convenient. Like I use my phone in the car. I use my phone right when I wake up, check all the things. And then right before I go to bed. But it's like when you're busy in a lot of ways can't use your phone, whether you're filming or dancing or whatever it is, I feel like I'm on it more because during those times that I'm not, I'm doing other stuff. But when I have downtime, I, I do like to scroll. As a listener of the show, you are obviously somebody that is a luxurious person that likes the finer things in life, that deserves the finer things in life. And that's why we love 
Lexus, and specifically the Lexus RX. The Lexus RX is the best-selling luxury crossover of all time and the best-selling luxury vehicle every year since it was first introduced. But Lexus has never mistaken being ahead with being at the finish line. So they've reimagined every aspect of the RX. And as I said, the thoroughly redesigned 2023 RX features heart-pounding design, intelligent technology, and courageous performance. And this car has it all going on. The highly intuitive Lexus interface with all-new cloud-based navigation, which provides up-to-date navigation and real-time route information. It also has an intelligent assistant integration that enables you to control almost every feature with your voice. This technology is getting out of control, and these guys are definitely at the forefront of all this stuff. It also includes the first ever RX 500HF Sport Performance Hybrid that ups the ante on RX performance. Not to mention, the car is beautiful. It's stunning. It's incredible. Just like the RX, its drivers are people who don't rest on their laurels and are always striving to up their game. The Lexus RX is the perfect vehicle for people who want to venture beyond the expected route and never lose their edge. Like I said, guys, this is an incredible car, and it's not just luxurious, it's also safe and efficient. It's got a pre-collision system that helps detect when pedestrians are in the road, when other cars are approaching, and I just love this thing all around. It looks good, feels good, it drives good, and it's the right car for you. So never lose your edge with the all-new Lexus RX. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer today. Best matcha ever, hands down. Hands down is the sun goddess matcha by Peak. Okay, let me tell you why. There's no tea bag, so you're not going to get any of that microplastic, nasty rat bullshit in your matcha. It's actually in a little thin packet. You open it up, you pour it in. Their matcha is organic, ceremonial grade, and quadruple toxin screened for purity. Here's the thing. There are so many teas and matchas out there that are not even screened for toxins. And that's wild. If you're going to drink matcha and you're like supporting your gut health and curbing sugar cravings and boosting your metabolism and getting all that chlorophyll, you want to make sure it's organic and ceremonial grade and screened for toxins. And that is peak. While you're on their site, I'm going to tell you because I tell you always to pick up their ginger elixir tea. That is my favorite tea on the planet. I carry it everywhere. It's the best tea. There's no tea bags. It's in a thin little packet. Like I said, I love it with a little bit of raw honey, hot or iced. It's absolutely delicious. There's no better tea. Just trust me on these two things by Peak. I am such a fan. P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E dot com slash skinny and use code skinny and you get 5% off your order. Peak is also running a very special offer this month. You get a limited edition winter pouch with 20 premium samples when you spend $110. Don't miss out. Get an additional discount with code SKINNY. Do you both have like a morning routine or any kind of routine that you do at night or during the day, a daily routine, or is every single day completely different because you have so much going on? I have a protein shake every morning. What's in your protein shake? Someone on TikTok will make this. So what's in your protein shake? Tell us. So do you want brands? So Truvani protein powder. That's a good one. And there's only like seven ingredients in it. Mine's super basic. Spinach. Okay. Berries, whatever I have. And water. That's it. I don't even put ice in mine. Do you have a morning routine or any kind of routine that you do every single day? I always have coffee in the morning for breakfast. At night, I just watch TV and go to bed. I'm, I don't really, I don't do anything every day. 
I like that. I like the honesty of it. I'm a psycho about my routine. So that this this balances me out. I hate not having a routine. What what happens now in your dating life? What happens to these young guys that try to come around and be like, okay, I'm trying to win your heart over? Like, um, what, what, how do they even stand a chance? What's what do they got to do? Well, I have, I gotta ask the hard hitting questions. Lori, yeah, you know, I have a boyfriend right now. He's great. He's super nice. She's taken. Sorry, guys. Yeah, he's he's really sweet. I don't even know. Oh. What's this guy's move? He must be a real Casanova. He, sm- he slides he's, in. He's really sweet. Like he was raised really, really well and he knows how to treat people. And I think that that was something that really stood out to me, especially a lot of people in this kind of world, especially around my age, tend to be a little bit more like they expect a lot, but they don't give a lot. And I feel like something about him that kind of set him apart was he would be like, we'd be hanging out and I would go leave to go do something for work. And I would come back to like flowers on my desk for no reason. And I was just like, that's kind of weird. See, we, you don't do that. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we have uh, we have younger siblings, and probably around your age, and they say like not to call them up, but they're like they're saying dating now and this is is harder than ever. And I'm like, you know, for us, we d- didn't have a lot of these challenges. What do you mean by you know people in your age group are? What was the word you just just you described? I I think I think a lot of people around my age are like they said they want everything. Or yeah, they they, they there's kind of a lost romance like people aren't as romantic it's you know like a dm i did dm him and i was like hey what's up but it's so a conversation and then done and then a conversation to hang out and then done and it's like there's no nobody's putting in the work yeah and i feel like that's something that i i i would love to put in the work for someone that will do it back you know and that was something about him that was really interesting to me and kind of like intriguing i was like you're you're different. I, I I like that about you. And it just ever since it's kind of stayed that way. And that was something really important, especially when we're both so busy. When she's done with her coughing fit, I'll bring her back into the car. I don't know what she's going on right now, but but <laughs> it's okay. So this is a show we keep it going. But so when I I was talking to our sisters about this and I was saying, you know, like it seems like now because everything's so fast and there's so many options, or at least it seems there's so many options online that people are just like, I'm just going to try a little bit. If it doesn't happen right away exactly as I want it, I'm just going to throw it away and go on to the next. The same thing with like all these dating apps. It's like, go, go, go. And I have all of these people in our lives now, you know, we've been married a while and they're like, Hey, I really want to like settle down or find the right person. And I'm like, you're not going to do that sitting in your underwear, swiping over and over and over and not putting in the time because like, this is what I was kind of talking about earlier. It's like you get so stuck in these things, you forget that you have to like actually work at it a little bit. Yeah, I think when we both started hanging out, I don't think either of us really wanted to like be in a serious relationship. Like we were just like hanging out. And then we just found out that we really enjoyed each other's company. And it was kind of that thing where we don't have to be in a deep conversation to feel like we are having fun together it can just be like you're sitting there doing whatever and I'm like doing my makeup or something and it's like I just enjoy you being around me but I also think the little things like getting a snack or you're out somewhere and you're like hey I'm getting food like I'm gonna get you something like just just little things like that which is it sounds so small but I mean not a lot of people do that anymore well, that's it. I mean, hit, Michael. No, no, I'm doing these. Oh my God. When you're Lauren, out I'm, getting uh, food, you can text me. Lauren, <laughs> you forget sometimes. Listen, okay. I've, I've got, I've put a lot, I mean, I've put in a lot of work. It took me forever. Yeah. You so know, he's put in a lot of work. I've been a chaser for about 10 years. 
Yeah, I always dangle the carrot. (laughs) What would you guys say are your top beauty tips? Do you have like go-tos that you use? I mean, I just sprayed your fragrance, Born Dreamer, you guys. Smells so good. So I'm sure that's one. Yeah, that's definitely an everyday type of thing. I would say for me, icing my face is a big thing that I do every day. I try to take care of my skin as best as I can, you know, keeping not sleeping with makeup on, keeping a good skincare routine, you know, as someone that's prone to acne and has been, it's like a little tough because it's not always perfect, but I do put in the work for that. And I would just say probably not using heat on my hair has been my biggest thing recently, growing it back. Do you know that Haley Heckman does my hair? Really? No way. Yeah, that's so funny. She was doing my hair. She's like, who are you interviewing this week? And I told her you, and she's like, oh my God. I saw her on the show too. Yeah. She is so good at hair. She's awesome. She's very talented. I think she's like, I tell her all the time. I'm like, you're going to be the most famous hairstylist in LA. She's so good. She's awesome. But no heat on your hair is a good one. What about you? Well, because I get it done so much. I don't do it myself. Right. That makes sense. I do that too. I don't put any heat on my hair just when someone does it. What about you? This might sound silly, but for me, I drink a gallon of water a day. And when I don't, I can, oh, you can just see it in my skin. It's terrible. So as I've gotten older, I've definitely, I've always kind of done that. But, you know, there's days where I'm, I don't hit that. But for the most part, that's my thing. My skincare routine is pretty simple. Just, I just have to drink a lot of water. I have to hydrate. So, you know, I like a good body scrub. I'm not too much. Like, I feel like I'm pretty simple on my... So, I try not to wash my hair too much. With all the stuff going on, why do you... Got, like, on all the different options, why do you choose Dancing with the Stars? Just out of curiosity, because it seems like it's a lot of work. It seems like it's a lot of energy. Like, of all, of all the things that people would approach, I'm like, oh, man, that seems like I'd have to do a lot more physical activity than, I'm, than I'd want to. But it... Because it's, it's a lot, right? I was watching some of those audition videos. It's, it's a lot. It is. It's a lot of hours. It's a lot on your body. Getting used to that now, it's... It's definitely more than I expected when it comes to like, oh, I can't walk up the stairs right now. But I think out of everything that we could have gotten the chance to do, nothing really like stood out like Dancing with the Stars does. It's such an amazing experience, especially like now that we've started and are actually in it. The cast is amazing. Like I'm making good friends that are just kind people that I enjoy being around as well as you know, getting to be active, work out, try new things, try new dance styles that I've never tried before, wear pretty costumes, like the whole thing. It's just really fun. What is the actual gruelingness of it? Like, do you have to be there at six? Are you dancing for like 10 hours? What's Talk to someone that knows nothing about the process and the behind the scenes. So I'll talk about Monday because I went first this past Monday and... Show day. Show day. And my call time... What time did I get there? I got there at seven. I had camera block right after I got there. So I was like, you're dancing at seven in the morning, full out. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. And then go to hair and makeup and then get in your costume, dress rehearsal, and then the show and then press after. So that's like a full day of kind of a lot of stuff. You're on your feet. I was like in pain. In heels. In heels. (laughs) That was, that was, that was a lot. Like the first show day, I did not drink a sip of water just because there was so so much going on. I I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know anything. But then when it comes to rehearsals, 
That's a lot too. It also depends on the style of dance. Those really fast styles, you come out of rehearsal like sweating. But those slow styles, you wake up the next morning and everything is sore because you're using all of your muscles. It's a lot. That's where I'm going after this. I think I'm done at 10.30. Are you used to the process because you are a dancer? Like if I can imagine if I did it, like I'm not a dancer. So it would be like, oh, my God, are you used to all this because of your history? I thought I would be better prepared for it. I was like, (laughs) I've got, you know, like having that type of schedule before as well as like I'm young. I'm not going to be sore. I'm going to be fine. It is not. Like I, there was no way that I could have prepared for this. I also have, I don't work out. Like besides this, I do not work out. I just like can't get myself to do it, which is really bad. And I need to work on it. That was another reason why I wanted to do this. But I was so, I have no stamina. So I'm like, oh, it hurts. It's a lot. What about you? So I'm a pro. I love to weight train. So I've done that for years, but before when I found from the time I found out I started doing conditioning which I don't usually do so I I wanted to I'm 50 so I did not want to get hurt so I tried to prepare as much as I could I worked on my mobility my flexibility so when I showed up day one of rehearsal I felt pretty good about it I wasn't very sore my stamina was fine the things that were sore were just from like being in frame and you're you're such you have such Good posture like I, do, I guess I generally don't but that was so all my neck was really sore and you know the hours are you'll you'll train in the morning at eight or and then the next day you're training till 10 10 30 at night so it's all over the board so the sleep time rest time recovery time has been a little difficult Sometimes you'll train at night and then the first thing in the morning, like my feet aren't ready yet. Like my feet are killing me. all the other stuff. (laughs) Yeah, work and... Even after show day, I had had rehearsal at like 8.30 the next morning. And I was like, and it only gets more, more hours, more dances, longer dances, all that. Who's going to win? Who do you think? I have no idea. You don't? There's a lot of really good people. Who else is on the cast? Let's see. Selma Blair... Cool. Shangela. Okay. Wayne Brady. Cool. Gabby. I'm not sure her last name. The Bachelor. Yeah. Okay. Jordan Sparks. Jordan Sparks. Joe Baina. Yeah. All those people came and I said, no, we're just gonna we're just gonna talk to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a really honestly, I feel like the best part right now is I was a little bit nervous going into it that people would be super competitive to where it was almost like Yeah. Like they're taking it too away. seriously. But it is such a positive group of people. Like I have had such amazing conversations. Like Selma Blair is the sweetest person. She has this super sweet son that I got to meet. And it's like we're meeting each other's families. And Shangela, I can talk to her forever. Like Jordan Sparks is one of the sweetest people I've ever met. Wayne Brady. It's like every single person. You just don't know when you walk into this. Because we also didn't know when we agreed who else was going to be on the show. So getting to see that it is actually, even with the pros, like everyone is so nice and so happy for each other. I love hair extensions. I am very specific about the kind of hair extensions that I use and the kinds I use are clip-ins. And of course, you know who I'm going to shout out here. I'm going to shout out BFB. They have the best hair. 
you want to get the BFB Clip-In Extensions. They have a full ponytail, a slicked back bun, glam waves, all the things. And the creator of this is a practitioner of hair. Amber Filler up knows hair better than anyone. They have all different kinds of shades, which is very important because there's nothing worse than when you're wearing extension and you can see it. You can't with BFB hair because they really match the perfect shade to your hair. They even have an inserting kit and they recently launched a collection of claw clips. They have it going on. I am a big fan of clip-ins because when I come home at night, I just want to unclip them and take it off. I want to take off what I'm wearing and just be comfortable. So a clip-in is always perfect. And then if I want to change the color of my hair right now, it's a little bit more brown. And so I was able to just get the specific shade quickly. They have the best extensions. Go buy their clip-ins. I'm telling you, you will absolutely love them. You will not be sorry. And of course, you can follow them on Instagram for tutorials. They have hair hacks and inspiration. It's at BFB Hair. I went on their site. I picked out exactly what I wanted. I have all different like looks. It's in a garment bag in my closet, so I can just grab it and go. And our listeners get 15% off all hair products. You're going to use code SKINNY15 at checkout. They rarely have discount codes or sales, so this is an exclusive discount just for you. And you're going to want to take advantage of this. I'm telling you. That's SKINNY15 for 15% off at checkout. Enjoy your new hair. This brand is one of my favorite partners that we've ever had on the show. Symbiotica. We love it so much that we've had the founder, Shervine, on the show three times. Three of some of our most listened to episodes. People love when Shervine comes on, and I understand why. He's a wealth of knowledge, and the brand that they're building over there at Symbiotica is incredible. I am not joking when I say I use our own code all the time and may be their best customer. It's really hard to get all the vitamins and minerals and supplements that you need with just pill form. So what I love about this product line is it's actually liposomal. You eat it. It's like taking your food. And you all know that you get your best vitamins, supplements, minerals from your food sources. So they've actually done that here at Symbiotica. If I was going to recommend one product to start with, just one, I would definitely start with the vitamin D3 and K2 with CoQ10. It's one of the most complex formulas of D3, and we all know how important that is. But if I was going to offer a second and third, I would do ones that you may be not thinking I would do. One, there is a magnesium mineral spray that you can spray on your body at night. It'll help you sleep like a baby. And the other is their glutathione with PQQ. The glutathione is an incredible antioxidant, and typically it's really hard to supplement with. Before I had the glutathione, I was getting glutathione through IV. So I still do that once in a while, but now that I have the glutathione from Symbiotica, that's what I'm taking regularly. Like I said, guys, they have so many incredible products. If you need to learn more, go listen to any episode that Shervine's been on on those podcasts, and you'll just fall in love with the brand. But definitely try it out. As always, we have a code. Use code SKINNY at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. This is an addition to custom bundle discounts. You can get up to 45% off. That's a massive offer. Create your custom bundle at symbiotica.com and get 30% off today. Just use code SKINNY. Let's talk about saving money and putting money back in your pocket. Here's the thing. So many of us throw money away without even realizing it. Have a random subscription that you don't know about that keeps charging you. Have a random rebill that you just keep seeing on your credit card statement that you don't know how to get rid of. Have a random app that you don't know and all of a sudden your just credit card is out of control. This is why I love Rocket Money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, will help you get rid of these subscriptions that 80% of people forget they even have and it'll help you stop wasting money. 
Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to $200. Think about that. That's over $100 that you're just throwing away for stuff you don't use every single month because you're not paying attention and you also most likely don't have a way to get rid of it. This app will show you all of your subscriptions in one place and then cancels whatever you don't still want. This is an incredible tool. It makes it all easy. You don't have to go to 18 different places. It just puts it all in one place and then boom, cancels them all for you. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find you've been double charged for a subscription. So these apps and these subscription products have gotten out of control. We all know that you just keep getting bills, especially those ones when you call customer support or go online, it makes it so hard to cancel. This app will do it all for you. Again, talk about efficiency, time saver, and saving money. Three things, trifecta there. So to cancel subscription on this app, all you have to do is press cancel and then Rocket Money takes care of the rest. So get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com skinny. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com skinny. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com skinny. I want to ask you a business question. I heard you guys talking on Gary Vaynerchuk's podcast, or was it his show? Or and, and we love Gary. And it, it was around the questioning of, you know, if, if you think you could, you know, basically keep the same kind of attention as you guys got in the beginning of TikTok as it's changed. And, and the question I want to ask you is there's so many people, I don't want to just say young people, but people look up to what you guys have built. If you were look, looking back now and what you've learned, if you were starting today and you wanted to build something similar, where would you start? If I was starting today, I would probably start, honestly, I would say a mixture of TikTok, YouTube, maybe some type of streaming platform. Because I feel like that that stuff does well. Do you think I'm wrong in the sense, like I, I look at TikTok now and I watch and I feel like it's so fast mm. and like people may find somebody for a little bit, but then they move on to the next yeah, person hard, real quick. It's hard to stick on a platform like TikTok, but I don't think that it's impossible. I feel like the triplets just recently mm. blew up. Mm -hmm. There's these three triplet boys. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce their Me last neither. name. <laughs> Nick, Chris, and Matt. And they blew up pretty recently and they're still doing very well, but I also know that they post consistently on YouTube. And also, that's you, a very unique angle that they're triplets. I feel like you do have to have a unique perspective. Like, you can't just go on, I feel like, and just, you know, do something that everyone else is doing. You know what I mean? You have to find your own formula, it seems like, which you've done really well. Or even Erica and Kristen, their sisters, they're like, I think she got famous for cutting watermelon. And she like tries all these crazy fruits. But... She's just like, they also blew up a little bit more recently. And, you know, it's kind of, it's hard also that kind of time period where you're just starting and you have a few followers, but a lot of spotlight on you and you're getting invited to events. Like, where do you live in order to be able to get to these events? Like, if there's so much else that goes into it that it's like, kind of no one really talks about that, that time period where you have to like be at the right place at the right time meet people in your space to know what to do. And it's it's kind of hard to get through to that. But I would also say collaborations are probably mm -hmm. very important still. I also feel like people do want to be entertained as they're scrolling through, but I think they want to walk away with something. I know for me, like I just found like the salad girl 
who makes the best salads. I'm, I've literally literally been making salads now because of her. And like, now we DM each other and everything. Like, I want somebody want to... some value. I want some value. So that's for me. I don't know if it's an age thing or if you feel the no, same. No, no, but... it's, it's something we think about all the time, especially like in, in a medium like audio, right? You have to like have something like that because if not, you know, there's too many other options, too many things. And I, and I think about like a lot of the people that grow up and like, I'm just going to create these viral videos at some point. How do you transition that where you keep people around, right? Because everybody ages up, right? You might see as a little kid, you're watching like, oh, I like Nick, whatever these videos are. But, you know, as you become an adult and you want more out of life, how do you continue to create content that keeps people coming back and saying, like, I'm really actually getting something out of this that I can apply to myself? I think not being afraid to change what you do on your platform, like right. grow with people. Don't hold yourself back to where you were when you started. How has your content evolved since you first started? Like when you look back to now? I think just my whole, myself, like I've changed as a person. So I could have made the exact same video, but it's going to read differently because maybe I'm more confident or I do my makeup differently or no matter what it is. And I think just recognizing where you are and you can even make the same type of content, but maybe just go about it in a different way. And it's also understanding yourself more than anything, but it is definitely a hard world to figure out. I remember, I don't know if you remember this conversation, but she was probably 16. She had just turned 16 and she was talking about being worried about, she was like, you know, the face of like this, these young Gen Z fresh face kids and getting stuck in that and like having to feel like she had to be perfect all the time and like, sweet and you know she made a, a like rolled her eyes like oh you she can't do that that's not what we know of her and I remember telling her I said you know just over history people these young actors age up and people don't like it when it happens overnight you Macaulay know Culkin. I mean I remember when it happened with Miley Cyrus when she was like done with Hannah Montana and she was just herself and People have a hard time adjusting. I said, you just need to live your life. They'll adjust. I kind of look at it as a, and I, I did you say this? As a Zendaya. Mm-hmm. She grew up mm-hmm. over time. She grew up with herself. She grew up within her fashion choices. Mm-hmm. She grew up within what she chose to do with her career. And it was in a way where it wasn't like she was a different version of herself. She was just she was growing up with the time and you were watching it. It was just what was going on and no one questioned it. Mm -hmm. And I think you've done a good job at at that too. Are you saying there's a segment of the audience that doesn't like, didn't want the change. Mm -hmm. Okay. You have to be the same thing. They don't understand the involvement. And then in a way they're, they're commenting, writing in like you've changed. I mean, even now I get the whole, like we miss 2019, Charlie. And it's like, (laughs) I was 15. (laughs) I was 15. Like I'm, I'm obviously not, I hope I would not be the same person that I was. I hope I'm not the same person in three years. I hope that I grow and change and become more of an adult. Like, I don't want to be stuck at that 15-year-old mark where I still have no idea what I'm doing. I think that it's important to grow up. And I also think that people that are watching should encourage that rather than be upset with change within a person. That's a very mature perspective. Sounds like your mom has been talking to you a lot. That's a great perspective to have. And if, if, exactly, if the audience, the audience is going to have to adjust. And if they don't adjust, then you'll find like, you know what I mean? They're just going to have to mm-hmm. deal with it. People grow up. Yeah. Who is the most shocking major celebrity that you have met in this industry that you're just like obsessed with that you couldn't believe that you met? Well, my favorite. Yeah. Who's your favorite? 
has to be Drew Barrymore because I grew up watching her and E.T. Right. So we were on her show recently and she was everything I would ever imagine her to be the sweetest and like funny and cool and beautiful. And it was just I was kind of having my moment. Yeah, she she really is special. She's a very she has the kindest heart out of anyone ever and it's always very refreshing getting to talk to her. I would say it's really hard. I feel like I've met so many amazing people and sometimes I I I just don't talk about it just cuz it's like you know, I feel like it's so weird. To be like, oh, I met this person. Because I also don't want to seem like a fan, so they like me. But, you know, I don't want them to be like, oh, this girl's weird. But I've been able to meet a lot of cool people. I mean, Jennifer Lopez, I would say. Jordan Sparks is actually, I was a huge fan of her when I was younger. So now getting to be on the show with her is pretty insane. But there's like a list of people where sometimes I have to look back and be like, I'm pretty cool. Well, I, I appreciate how <laughs> humble you're being, but even like doing this show, we've done so many and sometimes you're sitting with someone in the studio and it's weird. You're like, you almost sometimes are like, have to like pinch or something like, whoa, this is weird that I'm the person talking <laughs> to this person and how did I even get in this situation? Like, yeah, my, we just had Rob Dyrdek in the studio. Or I don't know who he is. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's and no way that you know who that is. He if was you know who that is, she does. Do you know Robin, we always watch like the... Robin Big, Fantasy Factory, no, Ridiculousness. too young. No, yeah, Ridiculousness. ridiculousness. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Oh, she does. So, anyways, but that's like, that was like my our generation right and so and it was weird because we just had an hour and like right before you guys had an hour and a half conversation and i'm sitting there talking to this guy and again like i am a fan of him and i do admire everything he's done and but then at the same time we're having like a peer-to-peer conversation and it is a weird moment sometimes because you sit there and you're like how the hell did i get here and why is this like why am i the one doing this yeah i feel like it's more of a respect thing like i am a fan of you because i respect what you do and respect the person you are so i don't know i try to like figure out where I kind of land and all that stuff but it's definitely sometimes it's a little you were right in front of me that's pretty that's I know pretty weird I know you're big one but I, I don't think you would say it so tell us <laughs> tell, tell us about your fragrance it smells so good I don't wear deodorant and so Michael's thrilled that you brought me this tell me how you pick the scent it's beautiful the bottle everything thank you so originally I wanted a scent that was everyday fresh clean you know can just be a kind of like, this is what I smell like every single day. That was my thing. I didn't want it to be, I, I don't know. I grew up, my dad had like a special occasion cologne. And that was like very. No, what's a special occasion cologne, mom? It was like whenever we were going to like a nice dinner or something, he would like wear this cologne that I just remembered really well. But then every day he would just smell like my dad. And it was, I kind of liked that. I never had a it's signature a smell. Scent. Yeah. So Coming up with Born Dreamer, I wanted something like that that I could wear every day. And I mean, I wear this, I'm wearing it now. I wear it on red carpets. I wear it on Dancing with the Stars. But I also wear it when I'm getting ready for a Zoom call, even though no one's going to smell me. So it's like, (laughs) it's kind of my little safety thing that is like, I feel ready. I feel good. And took a long time to, you know, get it to where it is. But I wanted simplistic, pretty, like I wanted it to be that kind of, icing on the cake once you're ready and then the bottle I wanted a very sleek simple design that isn't too flashy but is also just really pretty and you could just have in your room I have like 20 in my room now around. I have to tell you 
It smells really, really good. Thank you. Like, Michael, smell this. I'm no, like, I, smell I, it. I have to tell you, I'm like, like very impressed with the smell. Thank you. Like, it smells good. And I'm pretty picky. Like, ever, I, after I got pregnant, you might know this. You know how you get like really sensitive yes. to smell? Yes. This smells really good. Yay. Everything yeah. smelled like metal for like six months. So I'm liking the smell. And she went to south of France. She went to the flower fields. And I mean, this was not just kind of manufactured for her. This is her her own little baby here she created. Well, good for you because it sounds like you're on an incredible trajectory and you have a great mom. You guys, thank you so much for coming on. I, I mean, I'm going to ask you where everyone can find you, but they're probably already following you guys. So, <laughs> But just pimp yourself out. Where can everyone buy your perfume, Born Dreamer? Let's go through the list. You can buy Born Dreamer at Ulta Beauty and Morphe stores, as well as Duglas coming soon. Social Tourist at the Social Tourist pop-up store or at any Hollister. The D'Amelio Show is on Hulu. You can find me at Charlie D'Amelio on everything. I'm Heidi D'Amelio on everything and Dancing with the Stars on Monday on nights Mondays. and vote for us. Go vote, you guys. Oh, All right, I'm vote. tuning in. It's been a few years since I've tuned in to Dancing with the Stars, but I'm, yeah, I'm tuning in Yeah, it's such now. a good show. Thank you both for I have to have a time. connection point before I can watch a lot of things, right? So like whenever I have, whenever somebody comes on there, I'm like, now I have the connection you point. You also have to be like relevant to your daughter. So you have to be on the pulse with She's what three young years kids old, are but, doing. You know. So what? <laughs> She's going to be dancing TikTok. You never know. We'll see. We'll see. I got to call you guys up personally. I got to call you yeah. up personally yeah. before she's doing that. No. Thank you for coming on Born Dreamer. It smells so good. Thank, Thank you both. You. Thanks for Thank having us. Yay. Do you want to win a bottle of Charlie D'Amelio's first ever fragrance venture? It's called Born Dreamer. It's available at Ulta. It smells so good. Like I'm obsessed with it. Like I said, on my vanity. I'm picky when it comes to fragrance too. All you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest post on Instagram at Lauren Bostic and tell your friends about the podcast, write a review and have so much fun on Halloween. <laughs>